It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me slash growth. That's hbs.me slash growth. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, and welcome back to another Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We are the Rain and Jays, and for the first time, I believe we are represented by all the J's and the S. The J, John, another J, J, and the S, Sam Packard. The Rain and Jays are in full effect. Wonder Twin Powers have activated. <laughs> we're going full menage a pod, and it's a, it's, a, it's a little weird at first, but I think we're going to get through it. Yeah, you know, we'll we'll figure it out. We are broadcasting on the first day of a new era, the non-RJ Hunter era. He is gone. The decision was made. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. We've been talking about this damn 15th spot forever, and now it is settled. James Young, who all along I swore would be playing for the Shanghai Sharks at some point in the next two weeks, survives. And R.J. Hunter is now off into the great abyss of NBA cuts on the last day. But so we are down to 15. Today's show, by the way, is brought to you by BetDSI.com. Over 20 years in the business, safe for your workplace, uh, most workplaces. A great place to go and drop some wagers. You can bet on all sorts of things. Basketball, football, UFC, even the presidential election and I'm going to tell you in a few minutes how to get 10 bucks free and more. So that is out of the way. And we can try and drop a bet on where R.J. Hunter is going to play. I don't know. Where, where's the smart money on R.J. Hunter? Where, where are we laying the odds on that? Brooklyn, we go hard. <laughs> God, that was so bad. I'm sorry, man. I'm so sorry for that. I'm sorry to everyone because I just did that. No, no. I I think anytime we can hear Jay King doing any sort of rapping, it needs awesome. to be encouraged. That wasn't rapping. See, if it was actually rapping, I could I could rap. I just can't do the the choruses. That that's not my thing. You're not a, you're not a guy who does hooks. All right, that's fair. Yeah. If he went to Brooklyn, it would, they'd probably they I think their roster is full right now, so they probably have to cut someone. Like Joe Harris, um, yeah, that'd be a tough hit. I mean, is Joe Harris or RJ <laughs> Hunter like? It, I'm not saying it's like they're going to be just crying in Brooklyn because they lost Joe Harris. But is RJ Hunter an upgrade? Like, what's the point of going through this? Like, is the effort to put in a waiver claim enough uh, of a be- like a benefit for trading in Joe Harris for RJ Hunter? I think so, but I mean. It's he hasn't done a lot in his year plus in the NBA to show that he can be an NBA player, which is obviously why the Celtics decided to let him go. When they let him go, it was like, 
like, yeah, James came in here and kind of acted like a professional for the first time ever and played okay, so he earned the spot. And Ainge, Ainge had a vicious, vicious line. I mean, talk about lighting up a guy who just made the team. This is like the greatest day of his career, and he lit him up. This is the quote. This is tweeted out by Adam Himmel- Himmelsbach, but this is the quote. I told him this morning that this is the hold first on, time. On. John, John. Yeah. I had that quote in my story, so let's let's not oh, just pretend Fine. like Himmelsbach was the only one with it. I'm, Come on, I'm reading it off of his Twitter. Come on, okay, guy. You had it. You had it. Come you on, guy. Fine. <laughs> J. King exclusive ripped off by everybody else. Here's it, it doesn't matter. Here's the quote. Because the first line, the first sentence is just savagery. I told him this morning that this, I think this is the first time he's earned anything in his life. Like right there, period, end of story, damn. But he continues on. He earned this by his play day in and day out. He just has to keep earning it. He was given a lot as a young kid with a lot of promise and a lot of potential. And like we talked about earlier this summer, he had to come out and win a spot with some good competition, and he did. Man, but that first line, I told him this morning, I think this is the first time he's earned anything in his life. <laughs> with no he qualifiers. acts like they're just handing out they're just handing out scholarships to Kentucky. Like that's just something you you're given based on a like where you're born. That it's it's kind of an absurd statement by Danny Ainge, but I like it because it's so it's such a wild card uh, play. And if that's what uh, he's that's like what he's gonna do to try and motivate James Young, I like it. It's it's out there. Well, the 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 funniest part was James Young was like, yeah, you know, I, I haven't earned much. Like, I was just kind of always a lot better than everyone else. <laughs> I didn't have to go out and really work too hard. I've just kind of chilled my first couple of years in the NBA. And then after summer league, I sat down and my brother and my father told me, told me that what was true, which was my spot was on the line. So it, it's – and then Jay Crowder had some quotes that were like, yeah, James Young – I didn't have the right attitude. <laughs> and it's 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 funny because Crowder has been very, very, very complimentary about Jalen Brown's attitude throughout training camp. And then when you reversed it and he started talking about what Young used to be like, you could tell he did not have a ton of respect for Young's work ethic, at least before this season. So James Young has survived. RJ Hunter, maybe Brooklyn going hard. Um, maybe Philadelphia, maybe somewhere else with a bad, bad need for shooting. We'll see. Chicago. I, I don't think I don't think he's done with the NBA. Like he'll get another chance, right? I think so. I, I I still think that his ceiling is higher than James Young's. I just think that Young, like we said, he came out and played for once for real. But I think to me, what's what's the big advantage that that Young has? It's that he's, I think, physically just stronger and more able to play that position. If we, we understand that this is someone who's going to play if needed, break glass in case of emergency, and now you've gotten to a point where if James Young is playing extended minutes, there's a problem. But you have to get through that problem by putting a guy in there that can play the style that you're trying to play. Now, while I do think that R.J. Hunter has a higher ceiling, has a better overall feel for the game, and at some point will, I think, ultimately end up the better pro, 
right now, James Young is physically ahead of RJ Hunter. And if in this situation with this Celtics team can at least switch and and theoretically play the type of defense that the Celtics will need in whatever stretches he plays. I think that body thing is the is the most important point with with RJ Hunter is that I don't see him making any NBA rotation when he with him being that skinny like he just can't play. It's just he needs to put on 35 pounds of muscle and that's not something that happens overnight. And so it was it was in retrospect it kind of feels like it it was James Young's spot to lose and that if all it really took was him trying a little bit then uh it clearly shows how where the Celtics kind of had these two guys uh, going into the season. Yeah, what what was really vicious? RJ Hunter got waived on his birthday, twenty third birthday. Man, like that is just tough. Uh, well, <laughs> well, Terry Rozier sent out an Instagram message to Hunter, and he meant it like a really nice thing that they're they're close friends, and so. He, he wrote this nice, like, heartfelt message, but in it he said, today is your day, so nothing will ruin it. That, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure something ruined <laughs> it, actually. <laughs> that was just tough. And even more viciously, James Young liked the, the Instagram post. <laughs> <laughs> and, and obviously he didn't mean it <laughs> as a dig or anything, but it was just, just a tough hit. Tough day for RJ Hunter on his birthday, getting waved. We'll see what comes next, but well, it it is it is tough. I'm not going to pretend that it's not tough, but he's got guaranteed money, so he can at least sit back and not be broke while he gets ready for whatever is next. And if he goes over to Europe or something like that or China and decides that he could probably make a little bit of money and and start building up at least some sort of resume that if he goes out overseas somewhere and can go and score 20 some odd points a game against lesser competition, then he has the potential to at least show, Hey, I can do this. And then maybe at the end of the season, when say the Chinese season ends and, and teams are looking to sign 10 day contracts, maybe that's his opportunity to come back in and show that he can be a contributor. Guys, what was your favorite moment of the RJ Hunter era in Boston? Is there one moment that sticks out to you? It's the one that I tweeted out earlier, which might have been one of those too soon moments, but sorry, RJ. Yeah, it was the uh, Isaiah Thomas left him hanging on the uh, on the high five and he turned around <laughs> and looked at his hand like that's that's peak RJ Hunter in Boston. <laughs> mine, was mine, was, mine was probably a little little more personal. So he was really like he took the time to get to know everyone's name, took the time to in the media, took the time to like say hello to us very friendly guy very seemed like a very nice guy uh one day I, I started asking questions and it was kind of kind of loud near his locker and he said come here and he, he's bringing me to like the coach's room or something and I tell him RJ I can't go in there man like I'm not allowed in there he said no no come on in and I, I go in and it's like Micah Shrewsbury and Jamie Young two Celtics assistant coaches working on film on the their computers and RJ just like ushers me into this like private room and we did the interview there. <laughs> he was like, "Don't worry about it. We got this." And no, nobody else would have done that. Just R- RJ. RJ was the only one. So that was my favorite RJ Hunter moment. Kind of, kind of a little personal, but 
Well, John went with like a really good goof, um, which is normally my story. And then Jay goes with like a really nice personal story. So I, I have nothing. There's no on court memory from RJ Hunter that I can remember other than him hitting. I think he scored eight points once. That was pretty cool. People got pretty hyped about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, I think the best on court moment came this preseason where he had. Uh, he had that, uh, what was it, against Philly? Against, where, where did he just take take over and have that, like, or maybe it was the, the, the Nets game, one of the Nets games. I forget now, it's all a blur. But everyone was like, oh, R.J. Hunter just took the lead. He's scored 18 points. Look at how great he can be. So, but when your best on-court performance comes in a preseason game, that's why you're looking for work at a time like this i guess okay there you go. We're there you go. by the way you can tell we're running into troubles with the three-man podcast we're out here we're trying but it, it's it's our first run G- give us some time and it's all right we'll master this yeah we'll master this uh <laughs> in the meantime here's what i was talking about earlier about betdsi.com if you like whatever sport it is, well, obviously you love basketball, but if you like football and you're ready to get into the action, check out BetDSI.com. They've got almost over 20 years in the business. They are top-rated business safe, and they have a special. If you sign up today, you get $10 free to try out their service. They're also offering a 100% bonus on your first deposit. They've got great customer service. Fast and easy payments of winnings, uh, hundreds of basketball and football wages to choose from. You also get KFC. Uh, KFC. <laughs> yes, you get a bucket of KFC. Or you can bet on UFC. I would love to bet on KFC. I would love to have a race to see if the extra crispy or the original comes out first. That'd be a hell of a bet. You could even bet on Trump versus Clinton odds uh, on the elections. So they even have in-game wagering on all football, basketball, and not fast food-related sporting events. You can play virtually anything on BetDSI. So go there to BetDSI.com. Use the promo code CELTICS10. CELTICS10. You're going to get $10 for uh, signing up. And then you get the 100% bonus. Uh, So check it out. You get a free wager and start winning today. And one thing that you could bet on, the upcoming Celtics season, I'm sure. And so we've got the Celtics roster set. And we're moving forward. Guys. Moving forward. And we we are moving forward. But what are we moving forward to, John? <laughs> I don't know. There let's, get to some rain, let's get to some Rain and Jay's Twitter questions. How about that? Okay. Our friend... Our friend Justin Hunter actually checks in with a couple of tweets with the Rain and Jays tag. By the way, if you do want to send us a question, a comment, or anything else, whatever it is, you can tag it Rain and Jays, R-A-I-N-I-N-Jays. Tag it Rain and Jays. Uh, you could be like at Celtics Mike, who followed Jay King's suggestion and sent in mom's vanilla cake recipe. So you want to just search the Rain and Jay's hashtag and you get a vanilla cake recipe. But Justin asked a question about uh, why have we signed Demetrius Jackson, a fifth guard out of 15 players, to a four-year deal with some guarantees 
basically caused us to have to cut R.J. Hunter. I never hear R. Jackson's name mentioned in the rotation, if at all. So I'm a little bewildered as to the logic behind this. That's from Justin, Mr. Aus Celtics fan, at Aus Celtics fan, all the way from down under, one of my favorite people on Twitter. One of the days, one of these days, I'm going to go down there and grab some fine Australian craft beer with you. But until then, we're going to answer this question. Jay's going to answer the question. Yeah, I, I think, well, first of all, you don't sign a guy to a guaranteed contract if you're not going to keep him. Like, they, they signed Jackson to a fully guaranteed deal, and the size of the deal suggests they think that he was a first-round pick or close to a first-round pick who just slipped. And a lot of draft analysts thought that he was going to go a lot higher than he did. He struggled in summer league, but actually he had a pretty good preseason. Like, so it, it's not crazy to keep him on the team. I I don't know if it was as cut and dry as, as we were all led to believe the whole time. A couple of times in the past week or two, Ainge did – kind of slip in the fact that other guys might have a chance and but Jackson he had a really good preseason I I thought he was a lot better in the preseason than he was in summer league he handled the ball pretty well he didn't turn the ball over very often he set set guys up reasonably well he's very athletic he's strong and he has now a great contract for the Celtics it's a very team-friendly contract if he progresses and becomes even a, a league average backup point guard, that is going to be a hugely valuable deal. So considering the fact that Hunter was on a first-round pick contract and uh, he was in the third, second year now, third year, fourth year, it it, it didn't make sense to, to, to send away Jackson, I guess. So I, I think that was why he was never mentioned as much. Just the deal was really valuable, and Ainge said today that Hunter played a position where the Celtics were really deep. And last year, the Celtics didn't have a lot of wing depth. Now, you know, they have Gerald Green, they have Jalen Brown, they have Marcus Smart, they have James Young, who beat Hunter out. So there are a lot of guys in the mix for that spot, and, and Jackson plays point guard, where I guess Rozier is their backup and smart is whatever he is. So he's a third, fourth point guard. I don't know. That's kind of a roundabout answer, but I I think that's why he wasn't, I was surprised he wasn't more in the mix for that, that, that possible waiver though. Just, just from what he did in summer league. And, and I guess this, but he, he did have a good preseason. I feel like there's an element of trade insurance here where you need, they need a, pure point guard in that mix to uh, in case, in case they, they do trade away a Rozier or Marcus smart at some point during the season. Let's not discount the possibility of Danny Ainge packaging a bunch of guys and then having to rely on somebody like Demetrius Jackson to step in and play some minutes. So I think there's some element to that. So, and like you said, the guarantee is the guarantee. They, you don't just give that out for no reason. So, yeah, R.J. Hunter had a guarantee too, but he was a first-round draft pick. So they just I, – I feel like there's an element of keeping the guy around to learn, to learn behind Isaiah Thomas, and if they think that highly of him that he's – 
worth keeping without real mu- really much debate then in case they do move one or two of these other guards in a deal, they have a guy that they at least feel good about that can step up. One thing I'm interested in seeing is whether the Celtics guarantee James Young's fourth year. Uh, obviously, they showed they can't trade him because they tried this week to get a trade partner, and it didn't work. So he doesn't have huge trade value at the very least, maybe not any trade value. So if 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 your goal is to create max maximum contract space next year and it is then his his deal which is pretty small but it will be significant is one you have to think about letting go and to, that would be another tough hit just because who knows what he'll become maybe he'll have value someday on the wing maybe he'll be a rotation player somewhere down the road but that that's another decision coming up quickly is there any chance that James Young plays himself kind of into the rotation or at least uh, in a higher rotation spot than Gerald Green? This is one of the kind of the Reddit conspiracy, not a conspiracy theory, but a Reddit theory I saw today on our boss and the Celtics is that James Young will be that, that next wing off the bench uh, after Jalen Brown. Um, is any chance that he's kind of a, a better player just because he may be a better defender than uh, Gerald Green is? I wouldn't be shocked if it happens because he's young and he's on the way up and Gerald Green just kind of is what he is. He hasn't been particularly impressive so far. But the reason they went after Gerald Green is because they weren't comfortable with Hunter and Young if Avery Bradley goes down or somebody else goes down. so And I think Jalen Brown has has vaulted over all of those guys in the rotation. or That's what I would suspect after seeing the preseason. James Young, to me, he, he's, he's very unlikely to be in the rotation is, is how I would put it. Probably at any point, although, yeah, injuries happen and maybe he, maybe he does vault over green at some point. But to me, Young, Young isn't a good defender. Like, It's not like he's going to be out there stopping people and making great things happen defensively. So he, he, needs to, he needs to be a shooter. He needs to keep getting better defensively like he has. But it's not... Yes, he's improved, but he's he still makes mistakes out there, and he's still not like this this stopper. He's he's a fifteenth man for a reason. A lot of reasons. right, right. I think I think, but Gerald Green. Let's just explore this for a moment. I think Gerald Green was on the verge, on the cusp of potentially being cut. I mean, it wasn't completely a given that he had made the team. There was some chatter. So if he struggles at all, and maybe if Marcus Smart is out for a couple of games, then maybe James Young kind of slides in. Who knows? Who knows? I think there's a possibility that they're not married to Gerald Green. But, I mean, obviously Gerald Green is a much more polished NBA player and a much more confident NBA player. Maybe too confident in his shot sometimes, but whatever. So... But I don't think there's any guarantee that he holds on to whatever minutes, even if he starts out with those minutes. You never know. Maybe James Young does get an opportunity, and if he can make the most of it, if he could just run with it, then maybe he gets 10 minutes a game and Gerald goes to the end of the bench. But It's possible. They're neither, neither of them are capable defenders. Uh, so it, it just turns if Jimmy Buckets can uh, 
can become as capable a scorer as Gerald Green, and then it's possible. But if either of them are in the game, you're either talking about an injury situation or a blowout because I don't see once everyone comes back healthy, Brad Stevens playing a, a rotation deeper than ten guys. Yeah, and and both of those guys I think will be out of the top ten. So yeah, I mean. Who knows what happens? Who knows? But right now, James Young isn't close. Brad Stevens said he, there was even D-League talk today. Like, he might go back to the D-League in year three. So, James Young is still not very good at basketball. He made the Celtics. Right. He beat out R.J. <laughs> Hunter. But he's still not a very good basketball player. It was – to me, it's like like people got excited over some of the stuff he did in preseason. Like, he was finishing layups. He was hitting wide-open threes. He was – it's not like he was out there like making stuff happen, doing like he is judged on a very different level than a lot of other players are because people are so excited to see any flashes from him. Gerald it's basically yeah, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I was going to say it's basically how people judge our podcast. Yeah, I mean we all get to do exact, try. <laughs> the exact opposite though because we're amazing and <laughs> every every flaw is is magnified, whereas he's not so amazing. So all of his strengths are magnified. Good spin zone, J King. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we got a, we got a couple more days before the season starts. Tomorrow we'll be talking about a little more previewish, a little something to kind of get ourselves uh, ready for the upcoming season. But for now, we'll leave it right there with the 15-man roster all set. James Young, a member of the Boston Celtics, or at the very least the main Red Claws, R.J. Hunter off into waiver wire land. Maybe, maybe we'll see him again early on. We play the Nets, potential landing spot. We play the Bulls, potential landing spot. Maybe we'll see R.J. Hunter. What if R.J. Hunter has a revenge game? I would not bet on that on betdsi.com, though. Hey. If you want to. Marsha, yeah. If Marshawn Brooks has a revenge game, anyone can have a revenge game. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Uh, just that reminder, if you want to go uh, bet on your favorite sport or whatever else, you can go to betdsi.com. Check out our newest sponsor. Please, if you uh, also would love to subscribe to us, if you haven't already, do that. Search Locked On Celtics wherever you get your podcast, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, whatever it is, uh, plug in our RSS feed on the Audio Boom site and you just plug it into your own podcast podcast app and you get us that way. You'll listen to us, you get us every day. Listen to the rest of the Locked On Podcast Network, lots of great stuff. Check out these other teams, our Locked On, whatever our opponent is. They'll be talking about us, so go see what they're saying. Don't let them talk behind our back. Go tune in. Make sure you're checking them out. Uh, in the meantime... This has been the Locked On Celtics podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hi. 
Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.